What is up and welcome to the OTW podcast, the on the way podcast with your boy, Kenneth Wallace, one of the only podcasts that I know of at least that is recorded in a car while we're on the way. So guys, it's been a while. I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. Today I'm actually not in a car yet. So I mean, we're on the way to a car, like we're still in motion. I'm getting ready to go to work, but this has been so freaking long, guys. It's been so long, and I kind of like just dropped off the face of the earth. And there's some reasoning for that. I've just been really busy. My commute definitely shortened by a lot. So trying to figure out how to kind of maneuver and navigate that so I can still put out this podcast is going to be something that's a little bit difficult, but it's going to be something that I'm looking forward to kind of approaching a little bit more in this upcoming year while I have a little bit more time. And so, you know, the the easiest way to do this is we're going to go ahead and say that that was a scheduled um, hiatus that we were like, okay, pre-thought out those first couple episodes were season one. It wasn't how that was supposed to happen, but guess what? Starting in January, we're going to hop right into season two. There's so much I have in store for you guys. You know, I always talked about how we're going to interview people. That's going to be happening. Very special episode. You know, I hinted at it in the very first one, talking about like this really crazy experience I had. So let's go ahead. I'll give you. I'll just go ahead and tell you what that experience was. It was on a game show. I may or may not have won. I'll let you guys know. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about my experience on a game show. I mean, what a crazy experience to be able to have. So we're going to dive into that in season two. And we're going to have, like I said, just a, a whole bevy of guests, new experiences coming into this new year. And we're just going to be talking all about it. And, you know, I'm going to leave y'all wanting a little bit more. I've had some people kind of reach out to me, be like, where's the podcast at? Appreciate you guys. Y'all know who you are. Thank you guys. Like, for real. Like, and we're coming to the end of this year. Thank you guys for continuously like, pushing me to continue to create, to continue to, like, go out and go do new things. And so that really does mean a lot to me, guys. And I do appreciate it more than you can imagine. So today's episode, you know, it isn't just about, like, Oh well, you're just telling us all the stuff you're gonna do, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive a little bit into it. Today's episode, you know, on my personal, you know, social media is one of the things I like to do every single year. Is I like to post the quote unquote favorite things from the past year. So that's like includes movies, um, TV shows, and like music. So today we're gonna we're gonna dive into that just a little bit. Not crazy. I'm going to give you guys my top three for each of those categories. You know, in the honor of Christmas, here are a few of my favorite things. They're not any of those stuff they listed out in the song because a lot of those things are corny. And some of y'all may think that my options are corny too, but you know what? I don't care. It's my podcast. I'm listen- You're listening to me talk about it. So let's get right into it. Obviously, you guys know I'm big into movies. And surprisingly, like, the movies that, like, I would say, like, are my big three. You've heard me talk about a couple of them. We'll go ahead and get the simple one out of the way. It's going to be on a lot of different people's list. Obviously, the Barbie movie. It slapped. I'll say the Barbie movie. I'm going to go ahead and give that, like, second place. So we'll reveal third and first in a second. But in second place for me this year, the Barbie movie. Just stellar. I mean, like, it was just such a fun movie to be able to see just this thing. And, you know, I was like, I'm Ken. And they just released, like, the Christmas Ken song. So I've been blaring that all the time. That's been a lot of fun. People just 
aren't completely annoyed with me over that. I have my sweatshirt, my hoodie says I am Knuff. You know, girls and middle-aged men that may be a little zesty really like it. You know, it's, it's whatever. I think it's fun. I'm just wearing it for myself, not for anybody else. I think it's a fun time, but overall, it's a, it's a good, it's a good time, a good little romp, a good laugh. It looks pretty. It was funny last night. I was playing some games with my friends, and one of my buddies was talking about going to see what won't be the best movie of 2023, which is um, Aquaman. That movie looks like hot garbage. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go see it." And I was like, "Why?" There's there's so many other movies available right now. I'll give you a little hint. One of my top movies of the year is still out right now. I was like, go see that. And he was like, well, you know, I just thought that like Aquaman would be cool. He's like, you haven't seen it, so you don't know. I'm like, dude, I saw the first one. The first one is trash. What makes you think the second one's going to be good? That's not how like movies work, unfortunately. Like, if that first one was like really bad... I think that it was. Second one's not going to be much better. In fact, from what I've heard, it's worse. But you know, go out there, make your own opinions. I guess it's, you know, I'm not spending money on that. So yeah, Barbie movie, Ryan Gosling, Margot Robbie, everybody was just top to bottom, fantastic. One of the things I thought was really funny is that you know there's a lot of just certain people that were offended by it. I thought it was like woke, feminist. And those same people, there's a couple of literary classics that they really hold on to. And one of those is the Chronicles of Narnia. And lo and behold, it looks like um, Greta Gerwig, the director of Barbie, will be directing the upcoming Chronicles of Narnia. So that will be very interesting to see how they respond to that. I hope she makes the Thomas a woman. I think that that would be phenomenal. It would upset the millions. I mean, shoot, people may boycott the movie. She made Thomas the Seder or whatever he is. I don't know. Fawn, goat man, a woman. I'm just saying that's the progressive, progressive behavior that we need in America right now. Hashtag make Thomas a woman. So... Yeah, I mean, pretty crazy stuff, like, really, really enjoyed that movie. So we're going to go to my third favorite movie of the year, and the only reason why this movie is placed in third is because I feel like this one's a sequel. So I know we were just talking about Aquaman, and we said if the first one was hot trash, you know, we can expect the second one not to be that great either. This one's the opposite. See... The first movie was one of the best movies that I've ever seen. And it's still on the list. And the second movie had surpassed that. I really do think it's still one of the best movies ever created. The only reason why it's a little bit lower on the list is because at this point, it just doesn't feel as original as the first one. But it's still, like, one of the greatest animated movies of all time. And that's saying something, especially within this year. Because, you know, I'm not talking about The Boy and the Heron, which was fantastic. Love me some Miyazaki, like Studio Ghibli. I know I'm mispronouncing it. I'm a southern white dude. Leave me alone. Let me mispronounce my stuff. I'm talking about um, Across the Spider-Verse. This 
crazy movie. So, so good from the music to the action to the plot twist. I mean, it's just everything that can be said about the movie's already been said. And I think it's just crazy because you can look at the industry and see how it's definitely influenced a lot of other stuff. So you can be like, for example, like the Ninja Turtles movie that came out this year. We talked about that in one of the past episodes, you know. Very clearly Spider-Verse, um, like, inspired. And that's not a bad thing. Like, I love the fact that, you know, some of these things are, like, taking the inspiration from that movie to kind of look at that. Same thing with, like, Puss in Boots. Another fantastic movie and clearly draws inspiration from the Spider-Verse type of style. And I love that because I feel like it tells a vicious story that isn't hindered by, you know, typical animation standards. It's not like, oh, well, we just have to be this one type of movie or this one type of way. They go out to set a story and they tell the story well. It's not like they have these weird parameters. And I think that that's one of the things we're seeing really like post-Disney. Like, let's be real. Like, Disney isn't making animated stuff like they used to anymore. Sure, they have, like, Marvel, but, like, Marvel and Star Wars is, like, Disney's bread and butter right now. Because beyond that, they're not doing, like, a whole bunch more outside of that. As far as, like, you know, film and stuff like that. This is... What was the last Marvel... Or what was the... I see, that's what I said Marvel. What was the last Disney movie that you watched... You were like, wow, this was really good. I'll wait. It was like turning red or something. But even that was like, it's fine. That's been like a great Disney movie in a, in a long time. Like, Encanto. Encanto was fine. It wasn't that great. It's overrated, in my, my opinion. I just think, like, I mean, Coco. I think that was like maybe like a classic movie. Like that one was pretty solid. It's just there was that one guy in the movie in Canto. I just really don't want to talk about it as a joke. If you've seen the movie, um, but here we go. We're gonna keep moving on because you have two other categories to kind of get through. A lot of you people out there, you're gonna say Kenneth's number one movie of the year has to be Oppenheimer. That was, I believe, if I remember correctly, I think that that was the only movie I saw twice this year. And it was a good movie. It was a great movie. Even. I would say, technically, the best movie out this year. Technically. Was it my favorite movie, though? And I got bumped off. See, Oppenheimer is about, well, most of you people, I'm not going to mansplain Oppenheimer to you. Everybody knows what that is, you know. Fat man and a little boy, like just wrecking hell on them. It was terrible. I'm not. I'm not trying to make a lot of it. I'm sorry, but we all know what it's about. It's like you taking a history class in middle school. You're aware, like Robert Oppenheimer, and Nolan came in and like did a movie that was like fantastic. Like you know, I saw it in the 70 millimeter IMAX. Like it was lit. Like I was like, that's crazy. The fact that I got to see it like that. It's just like really like it felt like a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity because we don't have very many filmmakers that go out and are ambitious like that to make something like that. Maybe other than James Cameron, but you know, I, I'm, you know, I don't really care about Avatar three hundred. So like that's cool, but not my cup of tea. So yeah, you know, Oppenheimer was cool. It was it was neat. Definitely a good movie. But in the same way that I was kind of you know explaining at the very beginning that it's about you know, the bombing of Japan, 
there's another movie that is about the bombing of Japan that just absolutely just left me awestruck. I was just amazed with it. And I would say it's pretty close, like, in comparison. Like, not, well, not in comparison, but all my rankings to Barbie, like, I feel like both of them kind of, like, right there, just bang, bang, bang. Like, who knows? Who, who's going to be the victor? Who's going to be my favorite movie? For being honest with ourselves, it's this one I'm about to tell you. Godzilla minus one. I mean, holy crap, movie took my breath away from the music to the acting to the visuals. One of the most stunning movies of the year. I came into that movie because if you don't know, there's there's two different kind of like Godzilla universes like running around right now. You have like the Hollywood version that comes from Legendary Studios that has like Russell Crowe, or not Russell Crowe, what's his name? Kurt Russell, yeah. Russell Crowe's from Gladiator. Kurt Russell is in um is in that new Apple TV show. And then of course you got John Goodman and Samuel L. Jackson running around trying to get King Kong and stuff like that. And those movies are fun. But I mean like they're just like really big superhero movies at this point. I mean, and the next one they have King Kong with like a robot arm or something trying to fight another big monkey. And this is like Will I watch it? Yes. Does it have more depth than a Fast and Furious movie at this point, though? No. And so, you know, it's just, like, stupid. And that's fine. I've watched every single Jurassic Park movie, and I will defend every single Jurassic Park movie because I love them. But at the end of the day, we have to be self-aware, and sometimes the things that we love aren't the best things. And unfortunately, I would have to say that King Kong... And Godzilla, at least the current ones from Hollywood, are just like not they're they're fun. They're not great though. These are these are people that you you date in college, but you're not trying to marry King Kong or Godzilla, mainly because they eat you and you know. Maybe that's your thing though. I do know there's people out there that's like they're like, oh yeah. That's not me. I'm good. Please, please don't eat me. I don't want to be eaten. I like my body to remain whole. But, so yeah, so you had that one, but this one that came out, Godzilla minus zero, Godzilla minus zero. Yeah, that's, wow. It's been an early morning. That movie was um, actually made by the, oh wow, this dude's just peeling out. Guys, remember, we're driving now. Yeah, I forgot to tell you, I'm back in the car and this dude's scooting the skirt. Well, they're skirting. I don't know what they're doing in the car. But it's like Godzilla minus one insane. It was made by the original people who, it was all the same studio that originally conceived Godzilla. That's kind of a, a gross image. But anyway, it's from Japan. I watched it with subtitles, so um, the allegations, I beat them. I um, am literate. A lot of people told me I couldn't read. Well, explain to me how I watched the whole Godzilla movie and understood what was going on. Yeah, that's right. I got hooked on phonics, and now I'm Gucci. But, yeah, so it's just like, what's happening, dude? People don't know how to drive, guys. It's it's crazy out here, y'all. So, Godzilla minus one, the whole thing. Original Godzilla was a metaphor about, you know, the atrocities of the atomic bomb. Godzilla minus one did an excellent job kind of navigating that and presenting a story that still held true to the original while being a modern uh, update. 
And it's just, just so beautiful. I mean, like, you watch the movie and there's these parts where the music swells. And, of course, you know, this is, I'm not going to give out any spoilers or anything. But, obviously, you're not vibing with Godzilla. You're not out here just, like, you, like, pass the dip. Like, you're trying to get him out of your country because he's killing everybody. And so, while these individuals are trying to, like, defend their home country against Godzilla, there's just this, this music that just, like, makes you want to go and just punch Godzilla in the mouth yourself. Like, it may, it's like if you took the feeling that you get from watching the Creed movies where you just want to go outside and fight somebody on the street, I want to go to Japan into a fighter jet and just nuke the actual crap out of, like, Godzilla. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Like, it'd be crazy. He'd kill me. I'd die, like, for sure. You know, I always tell y'all, I am him. I'm built different. Godzilla's built a little bit more different. Unfortunately, I'm just not at that power level yet. But um, maybe next season I'll, I'll level up. So, yeah, that's my favorite, like, movies. We're going to go into uh, – I'm going to keep it to music because I feel like that's where I'm going to lose some of y'all. But if I talk about TV afterwards, I know what I'm talking about there. Music, you know, I don't really know what I'm talking about. But we're going we're gonna to go with the top three. I'm going to be honest, guys, this year I felt like music was kind of, like, weak. Like, there were some, like, good, like, singles and little EPs and stuff like that. But overall, it wasn't my favorite year in music. I I think last year was pretty solid, but this year it was just kind of like, meh, it's all right. Was it great? Was it bad? I'm just going to go into straight order with this one. I think for number three, for me, one of the more surprising collaborations of this year was Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia. If you don't know them, go check them out. I prefer Danny Brown over JPEG, but both are good in like their own little cultures, environments, whatever. But they had a little, ooh, burping. They had a little collaboration album called Scaring the Hose, and that it did. You talk to a lady about this, they don't care. They don't want to hear. You talk about anybody that doesn't listen to, you talk about this album to anybody that doesn't listen to Danny Brown or JPEG, they do not care. They'll turn this on and be like, why did you tell me to listen to this? It's not for everybody, but if you're aware of like their music and stuff, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. I thought that the production quality was like pretty good. I mean, this is like a little fun little just, oh, bum, bum, bum. Like, you know, just you're vibing with it. I was vibing with it. You may vibe with it. You probably won't vibe with it. It's a weird album. And speaking of weird albums, we're going to go straight into number two. One of the crazy things is I got to see this person perform live, and it felt like I was back in college. And this album was so different from what I was listening to them though while I was in college, which is only just a couple years ago. Like, it's not like I'm like some old fart yet. I'm like a, a slow, I'm like a newer fart. Like, I just got farted out, and I'm kind of gestating. I'm slowly becoming stale and old, but I still got a couple of years until I can really own that moniker. But I'm talking about Little Yachty's Let's Start Here. Just so sonically different. Very much like how Childish Gambino went to like Awaken My Love. And it was just like a very different sound for him. The same kind of way. Let's Start Now or Let's Start Here. I Let me look at my notes. Yeah, I'm driving, looking at notes. Yeah, Let's Start Here by Lil Yachty, just 
really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Like, it's just vibey. It's kind of like if you put, like, the little Yachty with Tame Impala. That's, like, the best way to explain it. And then being able to see him perform and see how he transitions from that new album into, like, his older stuff, like, I Spy or Broccoli or One Night. Like, little Yachty, I really do think that, like, people sleep on him. Like, he's goofy, but boy has some bangers, bro. Like, I'm going to say I'm a big Yachty fan now. You give me little Yachty, I'll listen to it. I would have never thought that I would have been like, yeah, little Yachty's him. But I think Lil Yachty's going to stay around for a little while. I think that, like, you know, we have so many different musicians out right now that as time goes by, a lot of them really won't stand the test of time. Ironically, I think Lil Yachty will. I think Lil Yachty will be around for a good amount of time making music and then probably going on to produce a lot of, like, of the newer guys' music as we kind of progress on this treadmill of, time, space, whatever. Felt like I was Matthew McConaughey in a Lincoln commercial for a second. Man, that was wild. And then, um, surprisingly, my number one album, very bizarre. Bob was listening to it. And, you know, in the past, I've been very selective about country music. I don't like Morgan Wallen. I don't care about Kane Brown or whatever his name is. I don't care about most of them. Party, do not care. Um, whatever, jelly roll, jelly bean, I don't give a crap. I don't care about them. I don't want to listen to them. They're not my thing. But there's a handful. I've always liked Chris Stapleton, Tyler Childers, Casey Musgraves. Um, what's his name? Sturgill Simpson. Like, just to name a few, like, right there. It's just kind of like that classic country music where it's, like, very, like, folksy. Like, they're, they're pretty good. I'll listen to them. And then I found this this new one. Everybody else was listening to it, so I really didn't find it. I just kind of was like, eh, I'll give it a listen, because why not? Zach Bryan. Zach Bryan, the album called Zach Bryan. By Zach Bryan. Yeah, it gets, it gets confusing, guys. Stay with me. Pretty good. I've been listening to it, and it, it stuck with me. It's just kind of fun. Is it, you know... As exciting as Scaring the Hose or Let's Start Here, like any of the hundred gazillion like J. Cole features they did this year, no. But is it something that I don't mind listening to for a prolonged amount of time? No, I'll listen to Zach Bryan for a good amount of time. It's just like good driving music. It's just good chilling music. Zach Bryan surprised me and he gave me hope. I'm still not willing to say I like country music, but I will say I like Zach Bryan's country music. And I'll listen to that. It's pretty solid. Honorable mentions, though. Um, a little something else I've been listening to, like, you know, a couple podcasts. Last podcast on the left, always a joy. Stretch and Fade with um, Meat Canyon and Noel Miller from Tiny Meat Gang. Another really good one. And, of course, my favorite podcast of the year, the OTW podcast, also known as the On The Way podcast, hosted by Kenneth Wallace. You know, he, he has the only podcast that I know of that's recorded in a car while he's driving. So that's pretty cool. But um, I'm going to go ahead and end it out the last category, what I thought my favorite shows are. I just pulled in to a parking lot. Well, it's the parking lot where I'm working at. 
and this one's a little bit more difficult because there's there's so much that came out this year. I think um, I think I, I think I'm willing to to really commit the, to what I would say my top three are. I'm gonna go backwards because I think it's easier that way because it's really difficult for me to kind of decide this. Very first off, um, the bear. I have made a very bold statement that I think the bear is the best television show to be ever to ever be made. Now. That's not me saying that that has to be your favorite TV show or even that it's my favorite TV show. My favorite TV show is Game of Thrones. I love me some Game of Thrones. But The Bear is the best show ever made. Like the technicalities, the acting, it's just amazing. I'm not not really going to speak more on it. Just go watch it yourself. Uh, It truly is something that needs to be witnessed. It is a feat in and of itself. And I just think it just never ceases to blow my mind. The bear is, is the best show ever made. I'll stand by it. I mean, you can like your office, you can like your lost or whatever other stuff you got. Enjoy that. I'm not trying to say that, you know, that can't be your favorite show. Friends can be your favorite show. I don't care. But the bear is the best show ever made. So I'm just saying, check it out. So my second show, um, I think The Last of Us loved the video game, played both of them. Uh, I remember it came out, everybody, the second one came out, it was like, oh, it's woke. Bro, who cares? It was a great game. It's fun. Story was great. Shut up looks great just because you're just because you're offended by it don't play it then. don't complain about it like you're just wrong still but you know whatever it's a video game it's fun to play animal crossing or something if you're gonna get offended that easily you probably still get offended in animal crossing though so 10 out of 10 the show better than any of my expectations could have been for it my boy daddy pascal amazing um, Bella Ramsey, amazing. The zombies, amazing. The little um, Debian Woodard or whatever, the little the, the the deaf kid, amazing. The whole show, amazing. It's just like once again, I would say that was probably my favorite show of like 2023. Bear was still the best one made, but you know, I enjoyed Last of Us. Watched it weekly. Didn't miss an episode. Um, the Bill and Frank episode, chef's kiss, amazing. I mean, it just brings tears to your eyes. I mean, so good. So, so good. So, so good. I don't really want to speak too much. That's the thing is like so many of these, I just want you guys to go out like the experience for yourself. If you haven't watched them already, I'm not like some kind of spoiler type of dude. I mean, I am, you can ask some of my friends, I'll spoil things. I just don't want to spoil it on this platform like this. I'll, I'll spoil it to you in person. But Last of Us, really, really good. If you haven't played the game, haven't watched it yet, go. Even if you have played the game, still go watch. I think you would enjoy it even more. And then um, number three, um, L to the OG, Long Live the King, you know, Succession. What a What a way to end the whole show crazy from the very beginning my boy Kendall out there um 
big ups to cousin Greg. That's my dog, for real, for real. Tom Wamskin can suck an egg. It looks like Peyton Manning. Goofy head, bro. Just like the whole thing from top to bottom. You watch it. I don't know what LLCs, LL Beans, or whatever the crap they're talking about with their fancy business jargon. I don't know what any of that means. But it captivated me, and it made me feel smart. I was like, yeah, mergers and buyouts and subsidiaries. and Also, I, I, I understand. I don't, but it made me feel like I did. It was excellent. Shout out to the con heads. Y'all did something. Don't know what y'all did, but y'all did something. And just overall, I don't, I don't know if there's going to be another show like that for a while. I mean, it was very original. It was excellent. If you have another show that's like Succession, let me know. Only one that I could think of that kind of like scratches that same itch is like White Lotus. But even then, I mean, each season changes, and I'm fine with that. I love White Lotus. But Succession, you just kind of connect it with these characters and their goofy things that they did. I mean, these these kids were goofies. One of my favorite quotes from this past season. I actually put it up in my workplace and then the regional manager came and took it down. He was like, that, no. But it said, I love you all, but you are not serious people. And that was the whole show. It was just fantastic. Through and through. Really enjoyed it. And just like, like I said, shout out to the L to the OG. So there you go. Those are, that's my list right there. I read some books too. I'll go ahead and throw in some of those real quick. Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow. Excellent book. Um, Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. Excellent book. And um, what's the third book we're going to put? This is no specific rating or ranking, by the way. These are just like books that really stuck with me. Let's think. So third book, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? Um, 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 uh, We're in the parking lot. Let me check my Goodreads. That is one of the crazy things is I did keep track of how many books I read this year, and I read a lot. I mean, I set, like, a specific goal to do that. I just didn't expect me to read, like, that much. The Wager, I did read that. also read um, Close of the Flower Moon. David Grand used to write more. I would say those are my favorite books by David Grand this year. He needs to write more. Just the way that he's able to, like, tell stories that are, like, real, that are based on, like, real life. Insane really excellent storyteller to tell these um, nonfiction tales. Not a big nonfiction reader, but David Grand stole my heart. He has it. Please help me get it back. Well, anyway, guys, um, stealth dropping this on Christmas. So uh, Merry Christmas. Here's my present to you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to season one. This is kind of like the in-between one. Season two will be coming back in January. Um, Check Instagram just for the updates. I know that I've been real slow about it. I apologize. But thank you guys for making, you know, first year of the On The Way podcast something special. So I have arrived. You have arrived. We all have arrived. We're on the way. We got here. Let's take some more trips next year. See you all then. Goodbye.